Coming up on this episode of Nerding Casually. Dan and I talk about Batman vs. Superman yet again, and how Jenna Malone may play a role in it. We're also talking about J. Jonah Jameson leaving the Daily Bugle and joining Gotham City Police Department. All of that and more on Ghostbusters, Captain America, and Spider-Man, coming up on this episode of Nerding Casually. Welcome to Nerding Casually, the show where we watch trailers so you don't have to and we can judge the hell out of them. <laughs> Dan, how are you doing? I'm pretty good. How about you, Ken? I'm doing well. I feel like I made that really complicated. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> um, it's it's been a good week. It's a uh, a lot of stuff has happened with uh, trailers and stuff, especially with the uh, Captain America trailer coming out and the introduction of a friendly neighborhood hero that we will talk about later. I'm sure. Yeah. Spoiler alert. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know who you're talking about. Tony Stark is definitely from the neighborhood. So is Deadpool. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, yeah, so we're definitely going to be talking about the trailers today. Um, as if you didn't know, Ghostbusters, Captain America, those are the two big trailers that uh, Dan and I have been talking about back and forth. Uh, and Dan and I have been having uh, very interesting conversations back and forth, so we're finally happy to share those with you. Yes. Um, before we get to that, though, Dan, you have a story from IGN about Batman versus Superman, am I right? Yep, I sure do. So... <clears throat> The, the the headline reads that Batman vs. Superman PG-13 cut will not feature Jenna Malone. And a, a lot of uh, the, the press leading up to now with, with Jenna Malone's role in Batman vs. Superman has been kind of hush-hush. And Zack Snyder came out and said she's not Batman – or excuse me, she's not Batgirl. She's not going to be Carrie, or Carrie Kelly, a.k.a. Robin. So um, leaving a lot of people to speculate who she's going, going to be. And those that can see through produce – you know, movie directors lies, aka you know J.J. Abrams uh, <laughs> lying about Khan. <laughs> um, where everybody on the internet's about ninety nine percent sure she's going to be Barbara Gordon, aka Batgirl, aka Oracle, and that she will she's going to be featured in the rated R cut of Batman vs Superman, which might allow for a, a the for the movie to explore her origins into becoming oracle which if any of you out there have read the 1988 graphic novel the killing joke by alan moore will know that the joker dressed in bermuda shorts and and a tropical t-shirt uh with a, with a camera you know in apparel that looks like he's he's going to be on vacation in hawaii um that that uh, he comes in and uh, shoots Barbara Gordon right through the spine, paralyzes her, drags her through a slideshow of hell and horror, and uh, or excuse me, he does that. He tortures the hell out of her. Then he makes her dad watch uh, all the stuff that he did to her. So it's a pretty graphic and brutal display. So I can imagine why they might want to keep that out of the PG-13 cut and bring it up in the R-rated cut. So uh, if if the R-rated cut's going to be more than just blood and extra punches and it's going to show something like this i might i might be more uh more positively inclined to check it out <laughs> yeah that's actually exactly what i was going to say i i think that if this is the r-rated cut that we're getting where you you get an extra character that would potentially show up in the uh ben affleck batman uh one-off or one st uh, just batman alone story i think that could be compelling and that could be a good reason to see the r-rated cut as of right now i'm just going to be watching it on you know the extra content that you get on dvd blu-ray or or whatever wherever you get your movies these days but uh yeah i uh i think that's uh i'm definitely on board with that if that's the case i i i like oracle as a character as i've said before i'm pretty sure i've said before on this podcast where i i was a fan of birds of prey the comic book a little bit when i read a little bit of that and also of the tv show that came on wb before it was the cw it was definitely a CW show, by the way. So if you go and try to find the show, just be prepared. And I thought it was um, an interesting show because they had – it was Harley Quinn that was the main bad guy. Yeah. Um, and you had uh, the uh, the daughter of Catwoman and Batman and uh, led uh, on a team with uh, Oracle. And a uh, in this universe – or in that universe, there were um, – they weren't mutants, but they were essentially mutants. Like the people with uh, – additional abilities or additional powers more like in humans i would i would probably argue but yeah so i i i for some reason i've always liked oracle i i like the character and everything so i'm i'm pretty excited for that also um this is major spoilers but apparently there was a leaked warner brothers document 
um, asking fans if they would be more like uh, more likely, less likely, or care the same about seeing the movie with certain characters and certain actors. And one of them was uh, Jenna Malone as Barbara Gordon. That's actually on the document along with Jesse Eisenberg and Henry Cavill and, and Diane Lane. So I think that's a pretty interesting and compelling reason to, uh, to have them on there. So I think it's uh, I think it shows that uh, it's potentially the case that we're going to have uh, Jenna Malone as, as, as Barbara Gordon at some point. Man, you just got to love the internet. People uh, leaking, seeing these things and leaking them out for everyone to enjoy. So. Hey, it makes our show easier to do, so I'm, I'm completely happy with that. <laughs> I hear that. So speaking of Bar- the, the Gordon family, I'm sure many, many of our listeners out there are aware that J. Jonah Jameson has resigned his post as chief editor from the Daily Bugle and will be taking up residence as Commissioner Gordon in the Gotham City Police Department. So how do you feel about that, Ken? I don't know, man. Who was going to pester Spider-Man about being a friendly neighborhood hero? I know. I don't, there's nobody else that can take up the mantle of J. Jonah Jameson. And I just – the only thing I can think of with with um, J.K. Simmons being cast as Commissioner Gordon is, I need pictures of Batman. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be weird. I, uh, you know, it's weird because I can only really imagine Gary Oldman as, as – commissioner gordon at this point and i think mm. i blame that completely on the dark knight trilogy but gary oldman just like owned that role so it's yes. it's gonna be weird seeing uh oh god i can't think of his name right now i'm gonna say J. 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 thank you uh-huh. uh that's the problem with with him have having just sharing that J at the beginning of his name just messes <laughs> me up every time seriously uh, but yeah so i, I it's gonna be weird it's gonna be like uh i, I don't know what it's gonna be like I, yeah, I don't know either. I mean, I'm sure he's, you know, to to J.K. Simmons' credit, I'm sure he's searching for that next big franchise to be a part of because he's been in a lot of projects that have fizzled out, you know, Terminator Genesis. And he, he was going to be signed on for multiple roles uh, or multiple movies within that role. So I'm sure – and there was a rumor going around that he was going to be cast in Sony's reboot of Spider-Man. But mm-hmm. I guess, I mean, that's all, you know, put to sleep now because there's yeah. no way he can be both Commissioner Gordon and J. Jonah Jameson again. But, I mean, maybe. I mean, maybe there's a chance. I mean, you, you do have Ryan Reynolds go from being Green Lantern to uh, Deadpool. Yeah, but there's going to be no more Ryan Reynolds Green Lantern. <laughs> Thank God for that. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, J. Jonah Jameson, or excuse me, yeah, J.K. Simmons. <laughs> Is still J. Jonah Jameson on the Ultimate Spider-Man cartoon, which I think is a really well-executed Spider-Man cartoon. I've never seen it. I think Matthew's watched it. I just uh, it's something I have uh, that's not on my radar, but I'm pretty sure he owns that role. I mean, yes. he own, he owned the role of J. Jonah Jameson so well. So, and yes. he's a great actor. So, I'm yes. sure he'll do well. He sure is. Yeah. Gosh darn it. <laughs> <laughs> So speaking of Spider-Man, let's just go ahead and jump into this. Uh, we'll hold Ghostbusters off for the last. Okay. But this take week, swing so... This. Yes. <laughs> I'm going to swing in and take the shield. Um, this week, Marvel did everybody a favor and released the new Captain America trailer. Mm-hmm. Um, I like to call it Civil War by itself, or just Civil War or Avengers 2.5, because with all these characters, there's no way in hell you can consider it just a Captain America movie. Oh, no. Um, and they waited until literally the last seconds of this ad, or this movie or this trailer to show off that, oh, yeah, Spider-Man's going to be in there for at least something more than, you know, a few seconds, at least, mm-hmm. you know, um, which I feel like is news because everyone had considered, OK, maybe he will be just in the end credits again or potentially in the end credits or or just have a minor, minor role. But it, I, I don't think that might be the case anymore. No. Um. From what I hear, <clears throat> there's going to be Tom Holland himself, who is the actor that's going to play Peter Parker. He is only going to be Peter Parker for, like, you know, not in the Spider-Man outfit for um, for a few minutes of the movie, from my understanding. But mm-hmm. there's going to be a lot of Spider-Man action. That's the rumor. So there's going to be a lot of CGI work done, which, you know, works really well since Spider-Man. There's basically... You know, Spider-Man's basically covered head to toe in, in his costume. So um, so they'll probably feature a lot of Spider-Man's role, not necessarily a lot of Peter Parker, which I'm totally okay with because this is Captain America's movie. So Spider-Man 
doesn't need to steal it from him, <laughs> but <Yeah>. he will. <laughs> I mean, there's going to be a few moments at least where Spider-Man, it's, you're going to be looking on screen and be like, holy shit, that's Spider-Man, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so, I still have to say, oh, go, go for it. Go ahead. I was going to say, I just wanted to do your reaction. So do you think that it was a, a smart move for Marvel to give us the first glimpse of Spider-Man or should they have just waited until the movie? You know, I, I think that it probably was a smart move to go ahead and show him off a little bit, just so people aren't confused. Mm-hmm. And I say that because you and I know that Spider-Man is a Marvel comic property. Mm-hmm. But Spider-Man, the character in, in movies, is not a Marvel movie property. It's a Sony movie property. Mm-hmm. And I think the, the thing is, most people think that, oh yeah, he's his own entity. Like, yeah, even if you have the Marvel pre-roll before the movie, it's still a Sony movie. Um, mm-hmm. And there is that confusion, and there could be people like, what the hell's going on? Why is Spider-Man in my Avengers? Um, mm-hmm. So I, I thought it was a good idea, because it, it gets the nerds on board and be like, oh, shit, there's Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Um, and it also gives enough time for you know the nerds to explain to their friends who don't know or you know aren't on that, which is normal, mm-hmm. um, to say, like, yeah, Spider-Man was on the Avengers. Spider-Man is in the Marvel Universe in the comics, so it makes sense that he could be in a Marvel movie. Now let's get X-Men back. <laughs> in Fantastic Four. Yes. At least at Fantastic Four. Yes. Save them from the uh, the hostage that is called Sony Pictures. Yes. Um, or, sorry, Fox. Fox. <clears throat> yeah, you bring up some good points. I have, I've, I have a couple buddies who think that Spider-Man should have just been saved for the movie itself. But I think, one, it's a way for Marvel to take the wind out of DC sales. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but, no, I'm just kidding. Um, but I think it's... I think it's good so that it would get more audiences interested because, you know, this is all about making money. Uh, you know, they want it. They're going to churn out a quality product. But let's not forget num- rule number one in Hollywood is if it doesn't make dollars, it doesn't make sense. So that being said, with the inclusion of Spider-Man in Civil War, that's going to bring a lot more people to see the movie than maybe would have been on the fence about it. They, they, they're going to want to be they're curious about it, like what's Spider-Man doing in the Marvel Universe when the cinematic universe when he hasn't been in any of the other movies and what about this Andrew Garfield Spider-Man why is his why does he sound different why is his suit different so they're going to be all around more curious and so probably want to go in and check it out uh so I think from a marketing standpoint it was necessary for Marvel to go ahead and and, and introduce Spider-Man and the if and if nothing else to get more people interested in the movie um but at this point, I think that Marvel, that should be the only footage that we see of Spider-Man. And, I mean, you got to hand it to Marvel. They've, or Disney, I guess I should say at this point. Disney is really good at keeping secrets from, from, the, from the internet because there wasn't a lot of information about Star Wars. And there so far has not been a lot of information about Spider-Man, Spider-Man's role in Civil War. So if, as long as they can recycle the same footage and just say, look, Spider-Man's in it. But you'll see the full extent of his role when you go see the movie. I'd be totally okay with that. Yeah, I'm going to piggyback on what you said there and just say Disney did has done a great job, especially like like we said before with Star Wars, in the sense that everything that they put out trailer wise was from the very beginning of that movie. There was very little that was outside of the first 30 minutes of the movie. Yeah. Um, also, I, I completely agree. I mean, a lot of the things that they've done with the Marvel franchise, yeah, a little bit has gotten out, but a lot of that is mainly because everyone has read the comics or a lot of people have read the comics before. So there's a good logic that you can follow to get to, okay, well, this is how civil war is going to go. This is how, you know, winter soldier will go. This is how, uh, uh age of Ultron is going to go. So a lot of that, you know, can be just pulled out just from logic based on comics. So the only leaks you have there is that, you know, Marvel was originally just a comic book company. Mm-hmm. Um, getting to the trailer though, I have to be honest, the first minute of the trailer felt really dull to me yeah and that's my concern like there was like it did it it took getting into the action i think the scene about a minute in where like tony is you know gearing up his hand to be ready to be shot Mm -hmm. like that is when things got real for me yeah and and i just have to say like i i'm kind of concerned about that because I, i feel like I'm usually, it's really usually easy for me to get in trailers. Mm-hmm. And maybe it's because I've seen the footage from the first half of the trailer already. 
but uh, I, I do have that concern. Yeah. Just like I, I'm, I'm hoping that, okay, maybe I'm just suffering from minor co- trailer fatigue because I've seen this trailer at this point, I would say probably 30 or 40 times. I hear that. Not, not the new one, but le- the first half, which was mostly just extended cuts from the first trailer. Yeah. So, you know, feeding off that a little bit, I the thing that the kind of waves a, a, a red flag for me. And prior to me seeing this trailer, I was totally Team Stark because I think that you know it may be that Bucky Barnes is has been brainwashed, but that still doesn't change the fact that Captain America is aiding and abetting a, a vigilant or a fugitive. Mm-hmm. Um, so if, I mean, from a law perspective, I, I I sided more with Tony Stark. Uh, than Captain America and you know sorry Captain America but your buddy has to go away or he has to pay for the crimes that he's committed yeah. but the the charges that they're bringing up against the Avengers really aren't their fault they they show footage from the from the Battle of New York from the Avengers then which was Loki's fault with uh, with help of course from Thanos and so they were just doing what they could to to save the world with and minimize casualties. And then they show the, the devastation of, <clears throat> of shield falling in Washington, DC and the helicarriers falling out of the sky, which that wasn't captain America's fault. That was shields fault for, uh, for well shield slash Hydra's fault for the, for them being overthrown and captain America again, trying to step in and save the day. And then they show Sokovia, which, well, Sokovia is Tony Stark's fault. I mean, yeah. more like that's that's the only event that they could really pull on him because it was all Tony's fault that that he created Ultron and then Ultron got out of hand. So I can see why Tony's going to be was going to be all for the superhero registration act since he feels guilt about what happened with Sokovia. And then I'm sure from what the trailer hints at, there's the the reason that that uh, Black Panther is going to be involved in this. It seems to me, and this is my speculation, that. Bucky Barnes or the Winter Soldier is going to get pulled out of cryo sleep, and his target's going to be T'Chaka, which is T'Challa, aka Black Panther's father, and he's going to assassinate T'Chaka. The Winter Soldier is going to assassinate T'Chaka, which is going to bring Black Panther into the role to bring down the Winter Soldier to more or less atone for his sins. And so I can see that the event that's going to kick all this off in uh, in Civil War, you know, might be that uh, that assassina- assassination plot for Black Panther's father. So, I don't know. I mean, it's just a tough call at this point to pick sides. So you're calling a World War One-like situation with uh, Black Panther's father being like Archduke uh, Franz Ferdinand. Yeah. Yes. Gotcha. I, okay, so I, I got to say, after watching these two trailers, and again, this is speculation... I'm still on team Iron Man, team Tony Stark, Mm -hmm. mostly because he's seen the repercussions of his actions Mm -hmm. uh, and he, he wants to atone for them. And the fact that, you know, he and the rest of the Avengers and all super, uh, super powered humans have abilities that no one else does. Mm Mm-hmm. And they can be used for good. They can be used for bad. And I know this gets into a semi-political argument, but I, it's it's very similar to you know what like you you want to know necessarily who has what. It's it's mm-hmm. not a fact of like I'm trying to restrict you. It's just like you know if if a house burns down and you have fire powers, and we know it wasn't a lighter, we know it wasn't a match. It just seems a little suspicious that it it was a very like hand like pattern around this one area that tur- with bur- started burning burning down a house mm-hmm. I- i'd want to go find like the the super powered person to go that has the uh, fire powers you know i oh. i, I want to find that person mm-hmm. just like people with certain skills register they certify things like that so that's my logic behind it is like okay it, it makes sense there yeah also like you said about bucky he did do some bad things uh-huh. like it or not he did and there have to be consequences for that. Yeah. And his consequences that he was in cryosleep, which I don't think is necessarily a fair consequence, because if it's if you're trying to rehabilitate somebody, that doesn't do anything. You can't train them. You can't uh, walk them through therapy and, and stuff while they're in cryosleep. So right. I, I'm still Team Tony Stark. Also, yeah, I just 
sometimes I, I, I agree with Tony Stark. Captain America seems too perfect for me. <laughs> yeah. And also it feels like Tony feels honestly betrayed by Captain America. That's that's the feeling I've gotten from all from the tra- trailer so far is that Tony honestly feels betrayed because he there's that line where he's like, I thought you were my friend. Oh, don't say that. And it was just so devastating, like the way he said that, you know? He's my friend, so was I. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for actually saying that line right. <laughs> yes. But that it just line. Yeah. And then um when Tony Stark is like well, when Iron Man's beating down Captain America and he gets up and he's like, I can do this all day. I was like, oh, I'm going to cry during this movie. I know it. I'm yeah. going to cry. It's like seeing like your parents break up. Yes. You know? <laughs> and essentially like the, the Avenger parents, like, that, that's pretty much what's happening there. So. <laughs> that's yeah, I, the Avenger parents. It's it's a tough one, man. I'm 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 looking forward to the movie. Don't get me wrong. I, I do have some concerns based on the trailer and it could just be, you know, trailer fatigue and i'm I'm okay with that if that's the case but Mm -hmm. i I, one i am glad that they released a new trailer finally and two i'm glad that at least the second half of the trailer had some new interesting footage for me all i can say after watching that trailer was who's batman and superman (laughs) (laughs) i mean you really got i mean i know that that civil war will be coming out after Mm -hmm. batman versus superman but when you when you compare the films they're both good guys facing each other. And you have this, you have Civil War, which it's taken eight years to get from Iron Man 1 to where we are today. And you just think, how can this movie, how can Batman versus Superman even begin to play and want to play in the same sandbox as Civil War? Because we've had one Man of Steel movie that was mediocre at best. And then here, here comes Batman out of nowhere. I mean, we with Marvel, we are emotionally invested in these characters. We've grown up with them. You know, a yeah. lot of kids today, when Iron Man, if if they were ten years old when Iron Man came out, they're going to be eighteen mm-hmm. this year. I mean, so these, so a lot of these fans have literally grown up with these characters, and they form emotional attachments. They see reflections of themselves in these characters. It's not just going to see a movie for entertainment, but to see an emotionally dive, you're, you're emotionally invested in this movie to see what happens. And Batman versus Superman, as much as I'm curious about it, it's not going to be able to compete with that. And uh, we, we have this Superman, Henry Cavill Superman, which half people are pretty evenly divided on if they like him or not. And then yeah. here comes Batman, which nobody, which is just, he's dropping out of nowhere. I mean, there's just, there's just no contest in comparing these two movies. I mean, it's just, it's, it's going to be interesting to see the, the kind of box office returns that Civil War will get contrasted to Batman versus Superman. So I have two questions. Um, mm-hmm. First question, I'll play this game as well. Okay. Let's say, well, we'll give it a three week timeline. So mm-hmm. each movie gets three weeks. Who do you think is going to have the highest box office? Oh, Civil War, no doubt. Okay, I, I completely agree. I, 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 I think ten years ago, if you had Batman versus Superman, I think Batman versus Superman would have won out if it was, if it were the same timeline of like, okay, you have Iron Man, then you have Captain America, and then the next movie would be Civil War. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I completely agree. I, I think Civil War is going to win this. I mean, yeah, I mean. I, you, Warner Brothers is just banking on Batman, Superman, and Wonder Woman are universally recognizable properties, mm-hmm. which, yes, they are. But like I said, it, it goes back to that argument. General movie-going audiences, and let's be honest here, fanboys like you and me, we're not the ones that are raking – we're helping helping the studios rake in all these box office returns. Uh, it's the general movie-going audience, and they, like I said, they have a lot of emotion and uh, interest in, invested in these characters and not, not so much with Batman and Superman. Yeah, I completely agree. And going off of that, the second question I have is, do you think that Warner Brothers would have been in a better place taking out the whole, my issues with the Nolan trilogy where there wasn't as much weird stuff going on? I I like the weird elements of Batman. Mm -hmm. I I love the original uh, uh, Tim Burton series of Batman where you had freaking freaking penguin like fly off in a uh, umbrella-based helicopter. I like that. Mm Mm-hmm. Taking all that aside, um, and potentially even introducing it, do you think that Warner Brothers would have been better off if they had have continued that Batman trilogy and Batman had never rode off in the sunset that turned into Batman versus Superman that we have today? 
Um, so I'm going to answer that, and I hope this makes sense. Um, because Warner Brothers really shot themselves in the foot, and they also there. I believe the situ where they found themselves, where they found themselves, to, where they where they are finding themselves today. They're really doing the best they can with the hand they've been dealt. Because when Batman Begins started in in two thousand and five, there were no there was no universe sharing. It was mm-hmm. you had Spider Man and you had X Men and you had Fantastic Four, and they all played in their own different sandboxes. <clears throat> um, so, and who would have predicted? And certainly, Mar or Warner Brothers couldn't see this coming that that when Iron Man came out in two thousand eight, that it, which introduced the Avengers Initiative, that one. That it was going to be such a big hit, and that the that universe sharing was going to be something that was that's that's completely embraced for embraced by general movie going audiences. So in two thousand eight, you had Dark Knight come out, and then you had uh, Iron Man come out, and at that point, Dark Knight did end on a it it didn't really end on a cliff note. It ended, and I could have it might you might could have gotten away i mean if if someone at warner brothers was like okay um maybe we we just because let's i mean the nolan universe the nolan bat universe plain and simple can just cannot exist in the same universe as henry cavill's superman um just the way that everything's been brought up uh you know based on like gritty realism and this and that so maybe and like I said, money talks. So, and since Dark Knight grossed over one billion at the box office, maybe whoever proposed this argument to say, "Well, hey, maybe we need to ditch this Batman in effort for a Batman that's going to share a universe with Superman and Green Lantern," uh, you know, maybe that guy got laughed out of the building and laughed out of Hollywood. Because, um, and and also, Christopher Nolan really didn't even want to make The Dark Knight Rises. He didn't want to make a sequel to mm-hmm. The Dark Knight, which is why The Dark Knight Rises sucked so much, and it took so long to come out. Um, so it's just, you, you, you got to blame Warner brothers. You, I mean, you got to feel bad for them, but, uh, they kind of put themselves in this whole scenario, I guess. I hope that answers your question. Okay. So I'm, I'm going to keep asking this question, but in a different way now. Okay. Cause taking into consideration, let's say that we never did get a dark Knight rises. Okay. Mm-hmm. We had dark Knight, and we went from there. So Warner Brothers is like, okay, Chris Nolan, it's great that you didn't want, you don't want to do a sequel to that. We completely understand. Mm-hmm. Um, what if we give you Batman versus Superman? And what we'll do is let you create that, like just build that universe in your own way. Mm-hmm. And that way it doesn't have to be a direct sequel, but you can continue with this character who Nolan like does get some of the psychology of Batman down very well. Like, like he does. I appreciate about that. Like, that that series was very thoughtful, mm-hmm. as as much as it was action oriented and, and and fighting, it it did have some thought behind it, mm-hmm. and I, I wonder like I, I just I feel like it would be, I feel like we're missing a, something major just by losing that Batman versus or that Batman because like you said before with, with Captain America, we are invested in these characters like it or not we are invested in these characters, mm-hmm. and we don't have that in. Batman versus Superman. Yeah. This is, a, first of all, we're starting off with old Batman who no one's ever seen before. And I'm not criticizing Ben Affleck because I think he's going to own the role. Oh, yeah. Everything I've seen in the, in the trailers, I like the, I like seeing where this Batman is going, mm-hmm. but we don't have any investment in his Batman yet, you know? Yeah. And yeah, I agree with you. I just, uh, so I don't know. I honestly, I think if Nolan directed, did a Batman versus Superman, or if he was going to be the Z- have have the role that Zack Snyder has, I don't. I honestly don't think that no one could pull off a, a convincing Justice League movie, just because you can't just explain away people like Superman. You can't just give them grounded and gritty powers. I mean, as much as they try to do it in Man of Steel, mm-hmm. it really backfired. And you might be able to get away with that with Superman, but you bring in Wonder Woman, you bring in Green Lantern, you bring in Cyborg. Um, you bring in the Flash. I mean, there's just no way. I mean, even in episode one of the Flash, the TV show, yeah. Um, which Arrow, up until Flash was introduced, Arrow took that grounded and gritty approach. But even when episode one of the Flash, you hear Barry say, "You need to suspend your disbelief," or something. How, how did he word it? He basically said, "You know, like you got yeah, you have to suspend your disbelief more or less." 
uh, in my to 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 be a player in this mm-hmm. world, you have to suspend your disbelief because it's more or less that that Flash show really ch- shook things up in the Arrowverse. Yeah. So, yeah, I I, I don't I th- I don't think Nolan would have had a had a good turn with uh, Batman versus Superman or Justice League. I mean, maybe they should have just um, left it up to George Miller to create the Justice League movie, mm-hmm. or you know, I don't know. I you know, it's sucks for. Um, sucks for Warner Brothers, but they really did this to themselves. <laughs> yeah, which I don't I, think it's going to hurt them too much. I, I don't think it will either. I think I think people will eventually get invested. I do. Again, like I said with the Deadpool movie, I do honestly think that movies should have at least a one-off just by themselves introducing the character. Mm-hmm. Especially for your Justice Leagues and your Avengers, you need to have that one-off. And I think that's where Man of Steel played for Superman and. Uh, whatever the Batman movie that Affleck's directing will do for Batman. Um, Mm -hmm. Hopefully it'll do the same for Aquaman and Wonder Woman too. Uh, And and that we get some background to them, but it doesn't necessarily get too complicated, you know? Yeah. Just give me a good story with these one, like that one character. Um, I guess to an extent, you know, Captain America did the same thing too. Like the first Captain America movie was just Captain America. Yeah, Yeah. It gave us, you know, Agent Carter and, 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 and Tony Stark's, father but it really gave us captain america and his origin story it did and you know um something really that that uh is worth considering is we have we have departed now from the days of solo character movies where we're no longer i mean i'm sure when sony puts out their new spider-man movie it's going to have more than one marvel character in it um we because I mean now with Thor three Thor three is going to ha- feature Thor and Hulk and uh, even Deadpool feature Colossus and Negasonic Teenage Warhead. I mm-hmm. think we've moved past the days of of one solo character movies, which I think is kind of cool because um, everybody loves these ensemble movies now. So I think uh, I think we've definitely seen a, a, a shift uh, in, and a rift in the in the in the comic book cinematic universe, and I think it's I think it's for the better. Yeah, I, I think you're right. I think I still would like to have the, not necessarily like the standalone like by themselves, but just a just a good origin movie, like yeah. a good origin movie. I agree. Um, at least for, at this point, just at least for DC, like I, I don't think X Men necessarily needs a good origin movie in the sense that like I don't think, I don't think Wolverine, Cyclops, uh, <laughs> Storm. Jean Grey, they don't need their own origin movies. I mean, the way you do origin for X-Men, and I'm looking at X-Men Origins Wolverine, by the way, the, mm. the way you do origins for that movie is that you have them come together as a team. Yes. I, I think that's one thing that First Class did well. Like, you, you had the origin of the X-Men group, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's it's something that you and I could go on hours for, I'm sure, but uh, we haven't even gotten to Spider-Man. I mean, we, we talked a little bit about Spider-Man, but... Everybody, you know, at this point, especially because of Green Lantern, you know, 10 years ago, everyone's going to talk about the suit. How do you feel about the suit? Oh, I'm all for that Spider-Man suit. I think it looks fantastic. I mean, we've seen so many. We've seen at least three different iterations of the Spider-Man suit so far on the big screen. So it's getting more and more difficult for um, for movie studios since Spider-Man's being rebooted so much to... <clears throat> to call to to create a new suit that features that's that gives the audiences what they're expecting uh to see and i think they did a really good job of creating the classic spider-man look which for a while it was the rumor was that he was going to be wearing a hoodie and goggles or something like that like Mm -hmm. steampunk goggles which i'm so grateful they didn't do that um make him look like a wrestling character yeah exactly um so yeah, no, I'm just. I think with the especially the spider utility belt that looks like it's gonna he's gonna hang his cartridges from. I think it looks really good, cool, and especially those Deadpool eyes, man. Like I'm I'm so th- excited to see those. I think that's gonna be a change of pace in the Marvel universe that's going to help give Spider-Man more expression. Yeah, I think that's. I, I did like the expressive eyes. That was that was very that was good. I I am also looking forward to seeing. Honestly, I want to see more of the suit because it, we mm-hmm. only got like five seconds of the suit, you know, so I can't really bank much on that. 
but uh, I, I I'm gonna give her the benefit of the doubt right now. I mean, there, most of the suits or most I mean Tony Stark's suit is when he's flying around and everything that is straight up CGI. Yeah. Um, Wait. and it looks pretty good in the Marvel universe, um, the cinematic universe. Again, we've never seen like a I can't think of a seeing a skin tight suit where it's being worn all the time. So I'm yeah. not sure. I mean, there's technological concerns, the concerns that I have more than anything else. It's like, how are they going to make that look real? Yeah. But uh, I mean, there there are some uh, some some comic books of of Spider-Man that don't look real anyway. So, mm-hmm. um, and definitely you know for other characters. So I mean, maybe maybe they they do take a few liberties with it, you know. Yeah. Um, but I'm excited. You know, like I said before, I'm I'm excited to see Superman or Spider-Man in in the Marvel universe and. I'm I'm glad we got a glimpse of him. I'm yes because it takes out a bit, little bit of speculation that you know he he plays a minor 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 role of the, of the movie. I, I feel like he, he's going to play some type of role in this movie. That's you know more than just being in the uh, trailer or not the trailer but the uh, stinger. Yes, I mean yeah. I mean it just it remains to be seen how big a role Spider Man's going to to play in this movie because. From a production standpoint, when by the time Sony handed over Spider-Man to Marvel, <clears throat> I mean they were already pretty deeply involved in Civil War in the production, and I think it was going to be that Black Panther was going to have a role similar to Spider-Man's in the comics. But um, yeah, I mean it just it's it's going to be really interesting to see how well Marvel pulls us off and. You know, I'm really excited to to see Spider-Man join the Avengers, and and yeah, I mean, I'm expecting great things. So I'm guessing they probably did some reshoots, obviously, for this. I mean, with, with uh, potentially with Tony, because the the rumor is that he Tony Stark designed the suit. Um, so there may have been some reshoots there, and there <clears> might also have been some. Uh, I mean, they just could have added some things in the end. I I do remember that there was a. a a theory that he was going to show up at the very end of Avengers two, which obviously didn't pan out. Yeah. Um, so I'm guessing it's, it's kind of hard to place the timeline for that, Yeah. but I, I guess it was, it, it was not too late in, in civil war production that they could do this. So yeah, I'm happy for that. I think they got, so we all know that, I mean, the Sony hack happened around Christmas time of 2014. So they, I mean, they had, and that was when people found out that Spider-Man was going to be moved over to or shared with, uh, with, with Disney. So they've, they've had a good year to, to work this in. So yeah, I think. So according to marvel.com on, uh, June 23rd, uh, last year, that is when, uh, Tom Holland was announced to play Peter Parker. So, oh, that's right. That's yeah. Right. That's plenty of time. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, so yeah. Uh, yeah, that's. I think that's all I've got to say on on Captain America. Yeah, me too, man. Um, I think this we, we're about to jump into like the fire pit, though. Yes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, everyone at home, uh, Dan and I have been talking back and forth via Twitter and via uh, text about Ghostbusters. Uh, I think it was like two, three weeks ago. Ghostbusters uh, dropped the first trailer mm-hmm. that wasn't a teaser of a trailer. Yes. Um, which was annoying, I will I will admit. And I have to say, I enjoyed this trailer. Um, I was thinking about this earlier, you know. For, for me, this trailer and, and the movie, which I did not realize was a reboot until you told me uh, last week, Dan. Um, this movie just, it, it, felt, it felt okay. Like, it felt like it was okay to do. It didn't feel like it was out of place or anything. Um, and I guess I don't have the connection to this franchise that... Uh, I, I might say that you probably do mm-hmm. um, because I'm, I'm completely okay with them rebooting the characters and giving the, uh, giving me a new version of those characters. Um, yeah. Um, I just think that <clears throat> it just makes me mad that Hollywood wants to re remake properties that, that um, don't people don't want remade. And I mean, this has a lot to, I've been following, I've been following the Ghostbusters production pretty closely. Um, I, I, I've been following this since back in the days when, when Dan Aykroyd was making a big stink about it because 
Bill Murray would not sign on for another Ghostbusters movie yeah. back before Harold Ramis passed away. Rest in peace, Harold Ramis. Um, for the longest time, yeah, Dan Aykroyd wanted to move forward with a Ghostbusters 3. He was polishing scripts. He was rewriting scripts. But Bill Murray just didn't want to sign on. He didn't want to do it because he thought it would be it would tarnish the Ghostbuster image and, and brand and this and that. So Bill Murray didn't he wasn't really uh, signed on or he wasn't really all on board for another Ghostbusters movie to continue the mythology. So I think this mm-hmm. was a way for and I don't think Dan Aykroyd's really involved in this one, but I think this was a way for Sony to kind of do like a backdoor um, make a new Ghostbusters movie without you know stepping over any legal lines and boundaries since Bill yeah. Murray wasn't uh, signed off or in support of another movie I, I you know I I just I'm upset that this is a remake because it just it I don't think the first one needs to be remade I mean yeah the special effects were shoddy but I think yeah but that was part of the appeal of it you know yeah and a lot of the, it, it, I kind of, a lot of the humor. I mean, the the from what I've seen, the humor so far just kind of looks like they're playing off tired Hollywood tropes, and it's I I really didn't laugh at any of this. And a lot of the the humor with the first Ghostbusters was kind of subtle, you know, humor. And it, I don't know. I, I just think it's 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 a way to kind of mar the legacy of the original Ghostbusters. I, I will completely agree with you on the tropes thing. I the biggest thing in you know, take it as you as you will. I, I, you know, the biggest concern I had for this trailer, especially the first trailer, mm-hmm. um, the second trailer not so much, the international trailer not so much, but but seeing Leslie Jones playing the 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 sassy black woman mm-hmm. kind of bothered me. And it was like, okay, Hollywood, seriously, like that that's the trope you're going to go with with her character. Like, I know that's been done so many times before. Yeah, um, it, and apparently though that that character was actually originally written for um oh god, I can't Melissa McCarthy. That. Thank you, which is so weird. Like. Yeah, so that that I, I will I agree that there are tropes in this that I'm like really that's what you went with you know yeah um, and I mean since it's a reboot you know Paul Feig is hiding like they're hiding behind well you know Winston was also he was he wasn't a scientist when when uh, he signed on to play the Ghostbusters he was just an everyman I was like yeah he was an everyman and I'm not faulting the Ghostbusters for for make for not making Leslie Jones a scientist I'm faulting them for for using these tired tropes you, it, during the both Ghostbusters one and two, you never saw a, you know, Winston going, Oh hell no, you know, or anything yeah. like that. I mean, I'm, I'm, I apologize if I'm overstepping my boundaries, <laughs> here, you know, but you know, I just got to say like, uh, it, it, they didn't rely on these on, on, on tired and, and worn out tropes to, to try to get a, a cheap laugh from the audience. So uh, again, not trying to overstep my boundaries. I'm just, you know, hoping, you know, I'll leave it at that. <laughs> no, I I think you're good there. I, I and like I said, I I am 100. I, I I agree with that 100. Um, I, I am just reading this over the qu- pretty quickly. Apparently, Dan Aykroyd saw the script and he liked it. Yeah, so that's that's interesting. Um, yeah, but Joss Whedon also liked Iron Man three. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the the other thing that I saw though was uh, Bill Murray's quote uh, in regards to why he never did Ghostbusters three with everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's this: those guys, Danny and Harold, were at the top of their game for the first movie. They were burning nitro at the moment, um, and unless you have a really clear vision, you always try to recreate that. Mm-hmm. Um, which I just find interesting that he 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 says that, and then he's okay with you know actually doing the re- the reboot essentially. Um, yeah. Bill Murray is a man that like just confuses the hell out of everyone, so I, I'm not <laughs> going to try to psychoanalyze that anymore. Yeah. But I just think that's really interesting. Yeah. I, um, I I enjoyed the trailer. I'll put it like that. There, Like I said, I did not like the Leslie Jones trope. Apparently, it's just, you know, she she seems okay with it. And mm-hmm. everything I, I've seen of Leslie Jones, um, first of all, she is hilarious on SNL, um, mm-hmm. which is where I've seen pretty much all of her work. Um, but she's also like... She does not. She's not quiet about things when when she doesn't agree with them. Right. So yeah. she's I'm, been she's been getting pretty grilled. She's been getting grilled over Twitter this past week, and yeah. she's been trying to her best to defend herself. And Paul Feig has stepped in and stuff to support her. But I mean, you know, it's. I think it's you add that that racial tension to already a movie that's 
already out yeah. the gates it's getting a lot of negative reaction i mean on youtube the 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 comments and the disapproval for the trailer i mean they're just to put this in perspective fantastic four the reboot trailer got more likes than dislikes wow. but uh but ghostbusters i mean the dislikes on on the ghostbusters trailer is I mean, they're just they're they're through the roof on this i i, I think this is pe- this is something that that even ghostbusters hardcore ghostbusters fans i think even the general audience might not be on board for this and 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 uh, not to i mean I, I I've been trying to really analyze this because I think Kristen Wiig is hilarious. I she was good in Bridesmaids. <clears throat> she was hilarious in in that movie Paul that came out a few years mm-hmm. ago with uh, with um, um, Simon Pegg and uh, and uh, his buddy Nick Frost. Nick Frost, yeah, yeah. Simon. He, so she was in that with Simon Pegg and Nick Frost. She was funny. I mean, she was good in Anchorman too. Um, same with Melissa McCarthy. Melissa McCarthy in Spy was freaking hilarious did you see yeah. spy ken I, i've not seen spy but just from the trailers alone just from seeing melissa mccarthy's other work though mm-hmm. i know like all of these women are hilarious yeah like kate mckinnon is like is on fire her again i i'm going back to the trailer i i just loved her attitude in the trailer like the the this sounds like hokey pokey spiritual bullshit but like mm-hmm. the aura around her character i was like i want more of kate mckinnon like yeah i, I loved kate mckinnon seeing this trailer she looks I, funny. Yeah, she yeah. Look, she's one of the best things about the trailer. I just I think that there's just like a lot of stigma around the negative stigma around this, and um, yeah, I just don't I just don't think it's going to work in their favor. Now I will say this: um, Matthew actually was on the same board with you when I talked to him about it. He didn't really laugh at the trailer. He, he the difference between I think you and him is he saw some interesting things about it that maybe you didn't see, uh-huh. but uh, he he definitely didn't have the laughs either. So I think they're you know. Maybe I'm just weird and, and, and old or whatnot, but like I found this trailer hilarious, but I yeah. can just be weird. But <laughs> uh, I, I'm going to say this. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stake a claim to this uh, movie. I'm going to say that if it does well and enough people actually see it, I think you're going to see Kate McKinnon and Leslie Jones be the standout stars in this movie. I, I, can, I can agree with that. And that's not, a, that's not a dig against Melissa McCarthy or Kristen Wiig, but everyone knows what they can bring. Kate McKinnon yeah. and Leslie Jones, and again, I've seen mainly their work from SNL, which I got to be honest, doing good work on SNL is pretty damn hard sometimes, but just based on the writing that they have to deal with and the fact that you're doing a weekly show, like, well, you're every week, um, they can they can make shit funny. And yeah. when they when they crack and they they step out of character for a second, they still make it funny. And that's one reason why I'm happy for this. I, I, at this point, I'm not even happy because it's Ghostbusters. I'm more happy because of the the women involved in this movie. Yeah, you know? yeah. No, I totally agree. And and that that's what I just I I would be so much more on board with this movie if it was a continuation of the Ghostbusters mythology and not yeah. and and it doesn't have to be you know from Bill Murray's standpoint it didn't have to be Ghostbusters three, uh you know it. Especially with with fresh characters. I mean, with fresh characters, it, it's like X Men First Class kind of. You know, it can still exist in the same universe, but just have different characters with a different story to tell. You know, mm-hmm. maybe maybe Kristen Wiig is is um, Egon's daughter. You know, and they, and she finds she stumbles upon her dad's work from thirty years ago when they saved New York. You know, it's it's kind of an event that's been largely forgotten or something like that since they've contained all the paranormal activity and like the Force. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It, Ghostbusters, the paranormal awakens. <laughs> um, it just the thing that just does it for me is that it's just a remake. That it, it, it I mean, I just see so much more potential in re, in reinvigorating the Ghostbusters franchise, especially for for a new generation because kids today they didn't grow up with Slimer and the Ghostbusters and the real Ghostbusters and Ghostbusters Extreme and and the video games and stuff. They they don't have that. Um, I, I this could have been. I just I just see so much more potential than just going back to. We're just gonna tread safely on this. So let's just do a reboot. Which turns out it might that that them trying to tread safely on it might just blow up in their face. Yeah, I, I'm hoping that maybe that part of the part of the run up and again, like I said before, the trailer for the trailer, which was annoying, mm-hmm. did tie in a lot of that uh, nostalgia trigger. Mm-hmm. So I'm hoping that maybe that's what they're just they're they're trying to play a little safe with that, just saying, hey, we're the nostalgia trip that's just the female version right now, 
at trying to get people roped in and it's not working. And hopefully yeah. they'll make a pivot where they're like, okay, that's not what the movie was. We're doing something slightly different in the movie or majorly different in the movie. And maybe we'll get some more of that content because one thing we do need to remember, and we learned this with star Wars for sure. The people that make the trailers for these movies aren't the people that directed these movies. Aren't the people that wrote these movies. They're marketers. Yeah. So again, we could just be getting, we could get marketing teams that are saying, okay, let's go for the nostalgia trip because people love nostalgia, especially like eighties nostalgia right now. That's, that's, that was 30 years ago. That that's what reinvigorates people, you know? Yeah. Um, Cause you have the 30 year olds. They're finally hitting the point where they have disposable income and they're able to, to, you know, burn cash whenever they want to and they can throw it at whatever. So, yeah, I hear that. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Like, yeah. Um, I know that they're already planning a Ghostbusters animated movie and then they're planning an all male Ghostbusters movie. So, I mean, I know that Sony's trying to breathe new life in the Ghostbusters franchise, but um, I don't know. I mean, the, I- unless unless uh, the marketing team really does some some good work, this could this could just blow up in Sony's face. Yeah, I think we'll see what happens. I mean, they're definitely trying to go all out with uh, having they're bringing back the ecto coolers. <laughs> Yeah, as part of really? like, as part yeah as part of the marketing, uh, um, so they're 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 going out for this, so it it'll be interesting. Uh, yeah, yeah, I, I I agree with you. I wish it were a continuation and not a reboot. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I guess the feelings it sounds it feels like the feeling it seems like the feelings that you have are the feelings the same feelings I had for Star Trek. Yeah, but uh, I have to say Star Trek as it is now, is a good standalone franchise. Yes. It's not the best. It's not great, but it, it's good. It, yeah. It's got one and a half good movies in it. Um, <laughs> and I'm hoping it'll have two and a half good movies uh, after the summer. Yeah. And I mean, you know, I, of course I'm going to go see this movie. I'm going to see Ghostbusters in theaters. I saw Fantastic Four in theaters. So yeah. I, I, I'm not going to skimp out because I, I love Ghostbusters. I mean, I, I had their action figures. uh had uh, some of their backpacks, drink Ecto Cooler all the freaking time. <laughs> watch so, the car- I, cartoon series. Yeah, watch the cartoons. Love the cartoons. Um, yeah, I mean, you, you know, I, I don't know. I just, like I said, we'll. I mean, we'll we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see what happens. Yeah, uh, that's the hard thing about this show is that like sometimes like we we just don't know, you know. Yeah, I mean, Fantastic Four. I think subconsciously we all knew that movie was going to suck but mm-hmm. i i just wanted to give it the benefit of the doubt but that was for different reasons because fantastic four just sucked from the get-go when josh trank was like well guys don't read the comics because we're going to craft chronicle part two but <laughs> but uh, <laughs> ghostbusters at least you know tries to to respect the source material as best they can which is why you know if it bombs it's going to be it'll be it'll be harder for me to to deal with that than dealing with fantastic four bombing yeah i I don't know i think if it bombs though it's probably like if it if it bombs and it's a bad movie that's Mm -hmm. good that 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 tells sony okay you need to go a different direction and you you've got is it i don't know if it's sony doing the male version or universal or whoever Mm -hmm. but that can tell whoever's doing that if they have the time to do the recuts don't do a direct remake don't do this like you did before like Mm -hmm. like like the uh like the new Ghostbusters version has done. Yes. Do it differently. I mean, there's nothing wrong with, actually, there's nothing wrong with rebooting and making it different. You know, mm-hmm. um, I think that's something that amazing Spider-Man did. Well, I honestly, I, I feel like in the movies of Spider-Man that I've seen so far, amazing Spider-Man, uh, the first one with Andrew Garfield is still my number one movie. Oh really? Because he felt like that felt closest to what I know of Spider-Man, you know, the yeah. snarky kid who, who's still learning and still is a teenager. You know, mm-hmm. that's what I liked about that. Yeah. So maybe, maybe okay, reboot it, but do your own take on it. You know. Right. I mean, for crying out loud, I mean, Batman Begins was such a fresh take on the Batman mythos. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, there's there's definitely something that can be said for for that. You know. It, for Ghostbusters to do, you know, uh, it it doesn't have to be, yeah, like it it just it there's like I said, it's just potential, potential, potential that this movie could have, and they're just kind of squandering it. Well, I'm hoping it's the marketers and not the uh, not the direction. Yeah. I mean, the the people involved with this movie are are funny people. They're 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 good at what they do. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So I'm hoping that's that's a good thing. Yeah, and like I said, I mean, and and Paul Feig, you know, he's certainly not helping his cause because he's he's really been complaining and airing out his dirty laundry on Twitter. But I loved Spy. Like I, I highly recommend it if you get a chance to check that out, Ken, because. I mean, it's Jason Statham's in it, and Jason Statham being funny is like the funniest thing you'll ever see. <laughs> oh, he he can he can be funny. I I know that for sure. Yeah. Uh, so. Yeah, I'm um, looking that up now. I'm just trying to put it on my Netflix queue. Yeah. So yeah, it's it's Spy. I was really over. I was I was really impressed with Spy. So I mean, I I just yeah, you know, I I feel like that. Uh, the parent that's disappointed in their kids because you know they 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 got the C on the on the science project, but if they if they had just applied themselves and did a little bit more work, they could have gotten the A plus in the first place ribbon. <laughs> yeah, it's like your kid writing the paper, and it's like you know if you just worked like a good you know two three more hours on that intro paragraph, mm-hmm. <laughs> it could have been so much more. <laughs> hopefully the hopefully the meat of the paper is much better than the intro. i think i'm stretching this uh, analogy too far (laughs) all right well i you know we got we got our we got our i think we got our nerds uh or at least our our griefs out um for the day but we i i have one last thing to talk about before we go i'm not going to give any spoilers but uh i did see a screener for 10 cloverfield lane this week um honestly and i told you this before dan but Mm -hmm. i feel like if this were the first movie of the cloverfield series it would make so much more sense. Yeah. Um, again, I won't give anything away, but uh, I, I liked the basic story that there was. And from what I read, it was based on another script that had nothing to do with Cloverfield. Mm-hmm. Um, and they just said, okay, we're going to merge this into it. And the way they merged it in, I think did well because it gave the, the standalone plot a good, like the, just the contained movie was good. The, the, the story was good. And then the addition to the universe of Cloverfield was good. Um, and if more movies could do this, where maybe you do have an anthology series or a series of, of movies together. Um, and I'm not trying to bash Marvel on this one, but it, it, a lot of other series like, like Transformers wants to do a bigger universe. Mm-hmm. If they want to do this, maybe they should have contained stories with breadcrumbs off to the next side. Um, I like that. Uh, that's something that uh, Cloverfield did well, or Ten Cloverfield Lane did very well. Um, yeah, focus on John, creating a quality movie and not trying to sell the 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 future movies. Exactly. Yeah. Um, there was definitely some some hints to future movies in there, but it wasn't beating you over the head with it. Yeah. Um, the acting was great. Uh, John Goodman. I mean, John Goodman could eat a ham sandwich and probably do it so well. Um, <laughs> God, that was really mean. I'm sorry. <laughs> I didn't mean that for to. Be, I, I didn't mean it for to, to be so mean, but that sounds really mean. Now that I'm thinking about it. I just got a visual of John <laughs> John Goodman going. Mm, now that's a good ham sandwich. <laughs> Where's um, this Academy Award? <laughs> <laughs> John Goodman did a great job. Uh, Mary Elizabeth Winstead and John Gallagher uh, did a great job as well. Um, mm. John Gallagher. Meeple probably, if you've ever seen the newsroom, that's what he. That's the biggest role I've seen him in. Mm-hmm. Um, I I don't know where Mary. Oh, I do know where she came from. That's why she seems so familiar. Now I'm looking at her her screen. Uh, oh, dude, she's been in a bunch. Yeah, she played uh, Ramona. Ramona Scott Pilgrim. Yeah, she was in Sky High. Um, she was in um, Live Free or Die Hard. She was in Abraham yeah. uh, Lincoln. Wow, I didn't realize she was all in all of this. Yeah, she's in a ton. She's what was in that? What was that Christmas movie she was in? The horror movie. It was like Black Christmas, I think. Oh yep, yep. She was in Death Proof. Yeah, she was. She was in Death Proof. Oh, I don't. Re- I'm gonna have to rewatch that now. Yeah. Um. <laughs> yeah, I. Again, you and I have. Uh, you and I watched Death Proof together. Actually, we watched that entire. Uh, yeah. Uh, the the whole thing together, but yeah. Yeah. Grindhouse. Yeah. That yes. Was- thank you. Yeah. Um, yeah, so like I said the the actors were great. The story was great. Um I will be honest there were there was a little bit of time where I was like okay, you should do a, you should have cut this down a little bit more. Just cut some time out of this film. But mm-hmm. you know I, it's not going to win any awards and that's fine. It's a good story and sometimes that's what you need. Um as I'm reading this right now, it's got a 91% on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh wow. Um 
And also, the movie was made for $5 million. Like, let, let's take that into consideration there. So that, that's a good, mm-hmm. like... I, I think that could be a good a, a good indicator for the Cloverfield franchise. Maybe they, they do just do anthology, anthology stories for the universe. Like, just give me these, like, contained, like you know, pockets of survivors and pockets of, like, people fighting back. I don't need big explosions all the time. Yeah. I mean, that's what the summer blockbuster is for. That's fine. I'm cool with, you know, some uh, some stuff in the uh, in the winter as well. Yeah. Um, also, speaking of uh, Rotten Tomatoes, 87% of the audience that reviewed it um, out of 17,000 user ratings liked it. Wow. Um, and the 91% uh, critics review... Uh, 132 reviews, uh, 120 were fresh. Only 12 said it was rotten. Wow. Yeah. Uh, it's pulling Deadpool type reviews. Yeah. And like, I'll be honest, if this movie had been standalone, I probably wouldn't have seen it. Yeah. If it hadn't, had it been like the bunker or something, you know? Oh yeah. Good. Um, yeah. You're probably right. But the fact that it's 10 Cloverfield Lane, I, I, that sounded interesting to me, and I went to go see it. And I'll be, honest, I'll be honest, before I saw this, I did not see Cloverfield. But I saw the trailer, and I was like, that's interesting that these are connected to the same universe. And uh, there we go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, it, you know, it's, it's really funny that you say that, because I've, I've watched Cloverfield, and I was not that impressed by Cloverfield. So when 10 Cloverfield Lane came out, which, by the way, blew everybody's expect or. Uh, it just took everybody by surprise because it was it showed up at around the turn of the new year. Mm-hmm. And it was like, oh hey, Bad Robots churning out a new uh, Cloverfield movie. Like what? It's been kept under wraps. It's been really the cheers to the to the marketing and the and the and the studio team for keeping this under wraps as long as they did. But but yeah, like when I when I saw it come out that it was coming out, I was like, oh, I'll probably check it out on Netflix and stuff. But I've heard such positive reviews and, and some buzz about it that it's something that I definitely want to go check out in theaters. Yeah, I'd recommend it. I mean, the the weird thing is it, it felt really fresh, especially considering that Cloverfield came out eight years ago at this point, you know? Mm-hmm. So it, I think it did a good job. And honestly, I, I, I won't say this. I'm going to wait till you see it or at least until the spoiler zone is lifted. The mm-hmm. spoiler bell is lifted. Um, but uh, yeah, I this movie is very, uh, it's very good. Another movie, I'm going to end it on this, but another movie that I heard is really good is Zootopia. It has a 99% on Rotten Tomatoes right now as well. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I've um, heard good things about that one too. Yeah, I haven't heard anybody say something bad about that movie. I got to say, the the line that cracks me up every time I see a preview for it is when Idris Elba's character, the, the water buffalo, he's like, we have to address the elephant in the room. Francine, happy birthday. <laughs> I crack up every time I watch that. The, the course, trailers Francine have been so good for it. What's that? The trailers for it has been, have been so good. Yeah. Yeah, that's something I definitely want to check out too. So, All right. Well, with that, um, I think it's time to, uh, to say goodbye. Yeah, man. Been a good, good conversation. I've been trying to, I've been needing to nerd out with you for the past <laughs> week or two. Yeah, it was a good pent up nerd, uh, nerd aggression. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> all right well with that we'll be back next week with more nerding casually until then you can follow me on twitter at kenji k-e-n-g-e and on facebook.com slash kenji and as always people can find me tearing it up on twitter at dbrixis99 that's d-b-r-i-x-i-u-s 99 or on facebook.com slash dan.b-r-i-c-k-s all right thanks man have a good one you too man all right uh, Nerding Casually is recorded at Glenmore Station in Raleigh, North Carolina. I think I lost you. Um, I'll just get Matthew to recut that in. So, uh... oh, oh, there it is. Oh, okay. there... oh, wow, that was good. That was good. <laughs> <laughs> I, I figured, like, I said goodbye, and I was like, oh, he probably thought I just said uh, I meant to sign off, and I don't know why I said goodbye, but I did anyway. Um, all right, let's do this again. Nerding no, yeah, casually. We oh, just... <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> all right, three, two, one. Nerding Casually is recorded at Glenmore Station in Raleigh, North Carolina. And recorded at Not Fox Studios in St. Louis, Missouri. Our engineer and producer is Matthew Moore, and you can find his work at swiftobjectives.com.
Until next time, true believers, keep nerding out. Awesome. Thanks, man. Hey, you too. Thanks for nerding out. Yeah, this was a good one. I, I really it <laughs> I really enjoyed it. We didn't have a lot on, on the paper, but it it was nice not to have to talk about so much news and just talk about trailers and, and yes. movies. Yeah. All right. Totally well, agree. You guys have a great weekend. Enjoy your loss of one hour of time. Oh and, crap, uh, that's right. And uh yeah, just uh stay 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 chill, man. Yeah, man. We'll see you. We'll catch you next time. All right. Take care. Bye. All right. Bye. <clears throat> little biscuit man, little biscuit man, with your biscuit plan.